0: It is Tuesday, March 29, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. And early Tuesday, we got our first look at the City Connect jerseys. These are the Washington Nationals. They've got the, the cherry blossoms on them. I guess they're going to debut something like uh, April 9th or something like that. What do you think? Thumbs up or thumbs down?
1: I kind of like them. Um, I've learned with these City Connect jerseys actually from last year that what sometimes what I think looks good, other people hate. So, mm. like I'm not sure how my like judge of, of style is or fashion is when it comes to these jerseys, but I like these ones and perusing Twitter and kind of seeing the comments, it seems like a lot of people are into them. So I like that Nike and, and MLB are doing this. I think um last year was a good start. Uh, and they have some really cool ones dropping this year, too. Like, the Brewers is coming out. The Padres mm-hmm. are coming out. So I'm excited to see what they do. And I, I hope, like, they continue to kind of, like, push the envelope because it's just fun. It's fun for the fans and the cities and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, they're great. They're great. And uh, I'm I'm a big fan of them. Uh, would it have been too cliche to do something political, I guess, in today's world?
1: No. Like what would you do politically? Like I was thinking maybe you put some monuments on them and stuff. That seems right. kind of like played out a little bit. Like the cherry blossoms are beautiful, and um I've I've seen them in Washington in, in Washington, DC. So even I know they're there.
0: Yeah. It's not the first thing you think of when it comes to Washington, DC. But what do yeah, you They're think pretty. Of?
1: Come on. The- just presidents and government. Yeah. But Dude, they had pretty- great ramen in, in DC. How Ooh, about that? Did yeah. not know that. Oh, see, that's what they should have gone.
0: Washington ramen's.
1: Ooh, that sounds so
0: good. That would have been so strong. <laughs> Maybe not. Okay. All right, let's get to it. Uh, bad news for the defending NL West champion, San Francisco Giants. And for those of you that have forgotten, yeah, they are the defending division champs. Evan Longoria is having finger surgery on Tuesday. He is definitely missing opening day. Uh, and they are worried that it could be well beyond that. If it falls into the well beyond that category, how worried are you?
1: I think. I mean, I'm worried. We want we want Longo on the field, but they do have some guys behind him that can pick up the slack a little bit. Although Longo really had a good year last year until he ended up getting hurt. When he came over to the spring training house, uh, he was dealing with some sort of wrist issue. I wonder if something like that led to the finger surgery. I don't know. He
0: got hit. He got hit last year in the finger, mm-hmm. and so it that's sounds what like it is. yeah, it sounds like this is the same thing. That's not the same thing. Remember earlier in the year. Last season, he got off to a great start. Yes, and there was that weird pop up, and he and Crawford ran into each other, and Longo missed some serious time there too.
1: So he didn't even mention the finger at all. He was talking about his wrist earlier in spring training. So um, we'll see how it goes. If I know anything about this guy, I said he'll, you know, rehab as best he can, as much as he can, and, and, and he wants to be back. Like he wants to be on this team. He loves playing for Gabe. Loves playing for San Francisco. So I think to him, it's a huge blow as well. Like this is. You know, he found something last year up there in San Francisco, and he wants to be out there and show to everybody that, you know, the Giants aren't a fluke, man.
0: So he only played 81 games a year ago. I mean, he missed half the season. Uh, Wilmer Flores is going to be the first guy up there at third base. He's the all everything, although I guess metrically his worst position is third base but it wasn't much worse than Longoria a year ago, at least metrically. I, mm-hmm. I still don't know exactly where I stand on the whole defensive metrics thing. We're but I'm iffy just on
1: it. Yeah, huh? We're iffy I'm just, on it.
0: Yeah, okay, so I'm just telling you what what that part of it all says. Uh, but this is why you, you have a guy like Wilmer Flores that, you know, if somebody goes down anywhere in the infield, you can put him there. He's going to give you a good solid at bat, all that sort of stuff. The thing I worry about, and it's – it was the one thing that I was kind of miffed about in their off season plans was they did not add a right-handed stick. I wanted them to, uh, I wanted them to go after say a Suzuki. I thought that would have made a lot of sense for them. Darren Ruff had a great year, year ago. He just got rewarded with a couple year deal, but now that you're taking Longo out now that there's no buster Posey there.
1: Yeah. It worries me a little bit from the right side. Am I thinking too much into this? No, I mean, you lost buster Posey. That's a big – we're not even talking about him right now, but, yeah, that's obviously a big loss that they, they did not fill. I'm sure they tried vehemently to do it, but the Rockies threw a bunch of cash at Chris Bryant, and they missed out on some other guys. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a problem. One of those guys has to step up. There's also – who is it? Tyro Estrada, Mauricio Dubon. They're guys yep. that I think uh, – I'm reading an article right here. that says they're out of options. So, look, this could be the the – Sometimes you need something like this to get a chance and, and maybe you show something and you establish yourself either with that team or with another team. So, you know, you can kind of look at it from that side as well. Like, yeah, Longo's going down, but let's see if one of these guys can step up and fill his shoes. Okay.
0: Of course you can't talk giants without mentioning the Dodgers. And that's our next topic. Dave Roberts says that uh, Andrew Heaney and Tony Gonsolin are going to round out the back end of the rotation, which of course at the top includes Bueller Urias and Kershaw. Is LA starting pitching a little thin to you going into the year? Or are you okay with it?
1: I'm okay with it because, you know, we've just, we we've said this on this show before. We hold them to such a high pedestal. When you have Bueller, Urias, and Kershaw at the top of your rotation, like other places, we say, "Hey, there's they're got they're flush with starting pitching." But when it's the Dodgers, you just expect a little bit more depth there. I think Gonsolin is going to have an excellent year. Like, I love the way the guy throws the ball. Get, give him a leash and let him run, right? Or that doesn't make any sense right there. Give him uh, a long leash. Give him a long run. leash. Yeah, okay.
0: Sure, You're you're combining stuff, but let's go with it.
1: Yeah, he need he need you know he's a question mark. The Dodgers obviously see something. I know he's got like good spin on his curveball, I believe. He's got some swinging miss stuff, so maybe they tap into that. I know Dave Roberts has said he needs to throw his curveball and control it a little bit better. And by he the way, has he not, has not been good this spring. No, I just I was want to say get he, that out there. He's been very bad this spring. I think he's got like guys are hitting like almost 500 off of him. So, you know, they're not five deep right now. That's that's just the bottom line. What's going to happen with Bauer? I think everybody in the baseball world is kind of waiting to see what goes on with this. We have no idea. If well, they get him back, then they're not, they're not strapped for pitching.
0: Okay, well, a few things there, and we really haven't okay. touched on it. We don't need to until April 16th, which I believe is the yep. next day that they, they have kicked the can down the road on this thing. I personally don't think he's going to be a Dodger again that doesn't mean he's not going to play baseball I just and I don't know anything I just personally think that that's the way it's going to go I could Mm -hmm. be wrong I don't have any inside knowledge so I'm not even thinking about him in terms of the Dodgers the guys I am thinking about are Tyler Anderson David Price who has yet to throw a pitch in a spring training game this year Dustin May will be back down the road somewhere down the road let's remember he had surgery during the season a year ago he's still a young developing pitcher so yes. they're not, they're not going to rush him. I think they're going to end up making a trade at some point this year. If you were to too. ask me, are the Dodgers going to make a trade for a starting pitcher? I would say absolutely. With with all the young talent they've cultivated and even traded last year in the deal for Scherzer and Turner, they still have a very, very good farm system.
1: They do. They do. This, this is a team that can call from below or make trades, like you said. Like They've developed players uh, enough where they can call on them. Or go get somebody. They're still starting pitching out there. Um, a couple of different teams are still looking for guys. Obviously, the Dodgers are one of them. But, you know, we got Montas, we got Manaya, we got Castillo. Those are the three big names out there. And it wouldn't surprise me the Dodgers went and got somebody. Yep.
0: All right, let's move on. Uh, MLB Network, haven't heard of it, started to reveal its top 100 players list. So they named numbers 100 through 81. So the first 20 were revealed. Amongst those first 20, Which one is going to make the biggest leap so that when we get to the list of 2023 that they're going to move way, way up the ladder?
1: I'm looking at this list right now. There's a bunch of guys that could do it. Uh, Christian Jelic at 100, the 100th best player in the big leagues. I know he hasn't been himself the last couple of years, but there's just something telling me this year is going to click. Uh, I've been around him a little bit, seen the confidence. He understands that, like, what his role is. We know he's getting paid now. He's getting paid like a superstar. He needs to start playing like the superstar again. And he knows that. And it's fine to come on here and tell him that. So I think I'll go with him. And the other guy that I've just been gushing about, you probably know who it's going to be. It's Matt Chapman. He's healthy. Mm. He's ready to go. He got the change of scenery. This is win now mode for the Blue Jays. Um, He's had that a little bit in Oakland. Is there, you know, that the window's never really fully open there. It's just, it's always just cracked open like this but the blue Jays wide open. I think Matt Chapman's going to have an excellent year.
0: Uh, let's see here. Chapman is number 83 on the list coming in. So you think he's going to shoot way up there?
1: Um, I
0: I have narrowed it down to two guys in the eighties. Now the obvious pick for me would be one of the Rose rotation co hosts Lucas Giolito, who checks in at number 85, but because of my personal bias, I am removing him from the equation. That's nice. Maybe you. You, yeah. Maybe you could take a lesson or two on that one. Um, so, I've narrowed it down to two infielders, and I think I'm going to go this direction. Jonathan India checked in at number 88, won the NL Rookie of the Year. The thing I love about him, you know, we always talk about Juan Soto and his plate discipline and all that sort of stuff. India had almost a 380 on base clip. As a rookie, that's pretty damn good, right? I mean, it's the, incredible, right? The world is flying at you so fast. I don't care how talented. I've talked to, you know, hundreds of players and what, what the first few months of your major league career are like. And guys are like, your head is spinning. So that by the time the game actually starts, it's like everything is such a blur and it's moving so fast. And you haven't seen the break on that kind of ball and all that sort of stuff. And for him to be that consistent and have an OPS in the 830s or whatever it was, I just think he's going to continue to grow. And, and just one last point, it, it's always an interesting list, right? Everybody looks at lists and they're like, I can't believe this person was ranked here here. I think the most interesting ones are numbers 199 where it's Yelich and Bellinger the list had totally flipped. I think from the beginning of 2020, where those guys were like one and two
1: and they have a chance to get back there. I think that's what's, you know, that's why these lists are fun because you can debate them. I think right now, if you had to ask me Yelly or belly to make a huge jump up and improvement back to kind of where they were, I'm going with Yelly. Um, kind of watching his at-bats, um, they look pretty good. I know spring training doesn't necessarily matter, but Belly's looked a little lost there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I hope that both these guys find it because their teams could definitely use it, especially the Brewers. And I really believe that Yelly is, is – and I know you, you call me a little bit biased because he's my buddy, but I just know the kind of person he is. And I know that he wants to go out and do it for his team. So I think Belly's – or Yelly is going to make a huge leap. He's my friend too. Yeah, he is. Just want to let you know. Okay.
0: Noah Syndergaard. Spring's Mm -hmm. important for him. Made his Angels debut on Monday. Worked into the fourth inning. Uh, What are reasonable expectations for the former Mets starter?
1: I struggle with this one because typically, you know, TJ guys come back. They lack a little bit of conviction. You know, they say they feel good, but, you know, the ball just doesn't come out of their hand right, or they don't trust it enough. That's I, I hear that all the time from guys. The difference is this has been a long journey back for him. He's had a lot of time to rehab this. You know, he came back at the end last year, What he pitched two innings or something like that. Something like that. But at least he was healthy enough to throw. Then you go through an off season. And from all accounts, I believe it was a pretty normal off season for him. Uh, one of my buddies, Ollie, who works at CAA, was down with him, you know, a lot during the off season, watching him throw, uh, even taking some, you know, standing in against him. And he said the ball's coming out great. Uh, he's looked good in spring training. So that's why I'm a little confused here. He looks like he's ready to go. And if he's healthy, go look at his numbers. When he's healthy, he's been an absolute beast. And this this could be an a steal for the Angels. Then you got him and Shohei at the top of your rotation, and we got some guys behind him. Then we could start to dream upon a, 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 a angel season where we get into the postseason, they can make some damage. I'm gonna go out and say that he makes 25 starts this year, maybe not 30. Maybe they're going to rest him. Are they going six-man rotation? That's, that's what they said a
0: few weeks ago at the they, beginning of I, camp.
1: Do they ever you know, go through with that fully? I don't know. So let's say he gets – I'm going to say on the top end he gets 25 starts and we're looking like at a
0: 3-5. Yeah, I mean, you make a great point, Trev. Like People forget how dominant he was when he was Thor and the flowing locks and Gotham City and all that sort of stuff. Like His first four full years were great with the exception of 2017 where he was dinged up and had only seven starts. I don't know if he gets back to that level, but I kind of feel like he's at a career crossroads here. If he can give the angels 160, 165 innings, I don't want to put an ERA on him or strikeout numbers or all that sort of stuff. But if he can prove to the rest of the baseball world that he's healthy enough to take the ball between 25 and 28 times in a given year, he's going to get that multi-year deal. He's going to be richer. And he's going to be the guy that we loved watching at the beginning of his career.
1: Yeah, he's still young enough. He's got the build, the the work ethic, the drive that everyone loves. You know, he's kind of like a prototypical starting pitcher when you look at the guy. He's massive. He's what you want on the hill. So, yes, yeah, stay healthy this year, Noah, and you'll be looking at a bag bag.
0: And by the Maybe way, the Angels will just give it to him. He's great on social media. Uh, I, re- I really want to have him on the Rose rotation. So, if you guys want to tag him and just say, hey, we'd I love can, to hear I'll, you on I'll the let Rose.
1: Me set that up, bro. Oh, you set can set it up, up. Oh, yeah. Oh.
0: Just place a call. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Thor? I did yesterday for you too. Yeah, I know you hooked it. You hooked that up. I don't know why he was big league me. I'm not <laughs> going to talk about it because he's one of my favorite guys of the sport, but he's I don't good. know. I was I had to go to the, the old right hander. <laughs> I got you, bro. One. All right. Last one. Uh baseball is underway over in Japan. You guys remember Tioshi Sinjo? Used to play for the Mets back at the beginning of the century here. Played for I think three seasons major league baseball something like that. He's now a manager over there and he made his managerial debut by coming in on a hovercraft. Now don't isn't that the way like like Buck Showalter should make his Mets managerial debut?
1: I love all the stuff that I've been seeing coming out of the Japan League, man. Fun. Like the lights, you know, the action. It is. It's just fun. And we get a little stuffy with our baseball. We don't want to see, you know, the bullpen little. cars anymore. You know, but I will say like Buck Showalter a guy like that, I like seeing him do his little run. Now you're gonna see this in New York, people. Like the way he wears his uniform is excellent. He started like the tight pant, high uh, sock thing, like Harper's kind of doing, or like mid sock. That's been Buck's look forever. And he's always wearing a jacket, isn't he, Buck? He, he's just he wears the uniform the right way. Right. I'll tell you that, okay. And when he runs out to the mound, he's got the little trot. You're gonna love it in New York. So he's the one guy I'd say, hey, no hovercraft for you, bro. But like. A guy like Joe Madden, he's getting up yes. there in age. He could use a hovercraft. But the thing I'll is, tell the hovercraft. Gabe Kapler would not be using a hovercraft.
0: No, no, no. Take away from his extra cardio. Uh, <laughs> if Madden has his own hovercraft, it's got to have like a, a wine <laughs> slot in the back. So he could bring out bottles of wine. To each I mean, you can, if, once you start with Joe about the wine talk, it does not stop.
1: I think Joe and I need to hang out because I also enjoy the, the nectar of the gods.
0: So you're a bit of a sommelier?
1: No, no, I'm not. But I like being around people that are, so they can just kind of show me and guide me. I'm all about that life. I know, but
0: sometimes it get it gets to be a little much. Sometimes.
1: Yeah, you're right. But if you're giving me the good wine, I think Joe's, I'm sure, got a nice little um, collection there. So just Hell pass yes, a does. few out. What is it called? Not a vault, but a, what is a wine? Something?
0: Wine cellar?
1: Yeah, cellar. Go to the cellar, Joe, and pick me out something nice. Okay. That'd be, that'd be uh, what
0: do you have coming up on John Boy?
1: Uh, TPPs are starting, I think, today. First mm. one comes out. Uh, I'm also going back to record a few more uh, TPPs today. So a lot of those things coming out. Uh, the JM Warehouse games, the Blitzball uh, game to go to the championship round against Baggage came out last night. Go check out what happened there. It's an excellent game. A lot of animosity between the yes. two teams. Uh, Woo. It was the big leaguers versus the minor league dudes. And the minor league dudes are being very disrespectful. I'm going to tell you that right now. So go check that out. What about really? You?
0: Disrespectful. I like it. Um, guy who's full of respect is Miguel Rojas. He is on the latest edition of the Rose Rotation, episode number 99, by the way. Um, so go check him out. He's always great. There's been a few clips out there. But just, just go enjoy. So it's that simple. That. We are back at it again on Wednesday. Uh, with five more hard-hitting topics as we're just a little more than a week away
1: from opening day. Can't wait.
0: I love it. Thanks to our producer extraordinaire, the one and only Dan Rourke. That is my man Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We'll see you next time on Baseball Today.